Ladies and gentlemen, time is up. Uh, the podcast. We bring you and break down. Introducing first, man, Oakley Hour. Now rise up and feel the power. Gnarly. Gnarly. Let's go, my brother. Exactly. Bruh. There was some wrestling this week. Some good wrestling. By the way, how are you doing today, Charlie? I usually start every episode off by saying that. Dude, doing pretty good, man. Yeah, we had we had some wrestling though, man. I it's whew, There was some big meaty men slapping meat. Um Yeah, we're we're trying something different this week. Uh we're recording this after Rampage. This is actually how we did our first This is episode. Rampage, baby. Rampage, Sorry. baby. Yeah, dude, and uh, <laughs> this is how we did our first episode. This is the first time since, and yeah, trying something different, trying something a little new, and uh, literally, yeah, yeah so that week where I was like, oh wait, I have to watch Rampage live. You were like, yeah, I was like, oh shit. And you can, and by the way, speaking of Rampage live, it's actually live this following week. So, hey, fuck yeah, um, yeah. So it's like the Battle of the Belts also on like Saturday. Yeah, so we got a fun little weekend. Battle for the belts, Battle of the Belts. Wait, and then I believe the after that we're quaking the lake. Which is just Quaking a quick on warm-up. the lake, yeah. Which I guess is a reference to uh, there was uh, I think Bash at the Beach was originally going to be renamed Quake on the Lake because of the location or something. I did not I know that. But that's actually pretty cool. But I forget yeah, I where I learned we're, that. Uh, Credit to whatever wrestling show that I got that from. I don't actually remember off the top of my head, but um, yeah. Yeah, and then we're full steam ahead to All Out. So we got about five weeks to All Out from now. So. Yeah, man. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, we gotta, so we, we next week new- we should really start to see some of the formations of what's going to lead to what. Because like, if we're in the four-week build, um, I would think that means that we're pretty close to seeing some of the storylines formulate. I mean, obviously, we're getting some hints there. Like, We'll, we'll get into it. But, yeah. Um, we actually, I'm just going to throw this out there because it's something I've been waiting for for a while. And I'm actually a little annoyed by this. And I probably won't spend that much time on it when it actually comes up in the order of list of things but we got trio titles this week charlie and i'm gonna be honest with you man there's really not enough fanfare for that yeah it's it's one of those things i feel like we almost should have had them at the last all out <sighs> i uh, mean but i it's clear as day why they were waiting i mean yeah, we know what we Tony straight up said. We won't do this, and t- so this for anyone that's still not sure that Kenny's back. This just straight up confirms it because of how rushed this decision was to throw these out there and just be like, yeah, these. Which pissed me off, by the way. Those belts were just ready, which means they've been made for the entire time. Yeah, those probably. belts were made before the TBS title, which makes sense. I mean, Think I'm not about how long ago that, that was. I mean, not, Jade's already been title champion for almost a fucking year feels like i know which is crazy I know it hasn't I, been a I, year but it just feels like it no it's been like well let me now we've i'm gonna add some heat to it but yeah garrett it's it's uh it's but an, yeah no like, can you believe that like i'm a little annoyed that i didn't maybe i'm just taking that personally because of how much i wanted the trios titles and how much i've pushed for them on this podcast over the last year but like i i don't know man like we should have like at least a tbs championship level like Hey, look at this champ. Like, even the old Atlantic title got like brought out by Tony. Like, yeah, you know how it is. They're going to build it up. Throw on the commentary. That's, oh, look, there's trios titles. Okay. Anyway, sorry. That, I was just annoyed by yeah, it. Yeah, that, that was just, that was the continuation of a fucking insane, like, 38 minutes of dynamite we had. But speaking of that, it's an even number, which means it is my turn for the favorite this week, Garrett. Ooh. 
and slight spoiler for both of ours, but we got the fucking uh, – I'm blanking right now. We got our pillars this week. and Yeah, the pillars have collided. If you guys know what we're talking about and you, you know our show, I'll, I'll go through the pillars in a minute here. But for me, I'm taking the main event of Dynamite. This is no surprise. This has been a match that we've been pinpointing for like probably 10 months now. Since it's technically we, a rematch too, which I had to go back and look. And I got to tell you, man, this was an absolute beautiful main event. And Garrett, I, I don't, I don't know how to say this other than we called this winner. We said so long ago, it's only a matter of time until CM Punk and Danielson are putting guys over that they want to put over. Danielson, with that injury scare, something's telling me he was like, "Look, man." I got to get this match with Garcia and and I got to put him over. I okay, whether that so. whether that exact thing happened or whether it didn't. All that matters is Daniel Garcia submitted Brian Danielson in the main event of AEW Dynamite Fight for the yes. Fallen. And I think this is truly the biggest moment in Garcia's career. Oh, this for is, sure. This is the biggest match he's ever won. And this this is what takes him to that next level and I, I think this alone proves to me that the JAS has been a success for him. I think he's gotten over more with his personality since he's been in the JAS. Because a lot of people didn't, did not realize this guy's personality and how funny he was. And that's something that's completely done on 180. And this, what, what, four months of the JAS now? It's been a while. And the JAS keeps growing. But yeah. I mean, okay. Out. Yeah. Do you, and, do you want some perspective? On the uh, now, I don't know if this is the exact correct date. If this is, this is actually insane, though. Apparently, back in February, he lost to Danielson, like, and it says by referee's decision. So I'm assuming that means he was getting elbowed in the head. Yep, must have been. So JAS is all it took to turn Daniel Garcia around to now beating Brian Danielson and on TV. So I mean, that's that's crazy. I forgot that they even had another match, which is nuts, but. Um, so wait, does that mean, wait, Charlie, does that mean we're going to get a third match? Cause now, now they both have to win on each other. Is that what we do here? Do we do two out of three thoughts submission match? No matter what, this, this should put Daniel Garcia up on the rankings. Oh, this this should increase his love here. I'll jump in now that I got the fucking blowing up that the match itself. I think it really delivered it. They gave them the time. It started out, you know. More, uh, kind of more like Smash Mouth than I anticipated out of the gate. They were just beating the hell out of each other. More of the Black Bull Combat Club style. It then yeah. evolved into a, it evolved into a technical wrestling fucking feat at the end. And submissions, countering submissions, countering, you know, different, uh, I don't want to say just roll-ups, but countering different uh, pins, if you will. Yeah. Okay. And, I mean, just different, like trying to catch each other, like the catch style to the wrestling, yeah, like trying to get that. It, yeah, it absolutely worked. And Garcia hit a pile driver, locked in a sharpshooter in the center of the ring. After a long match, Danielson passed out, and Daniel Garcia is victorious. Garrett, yeah. What I mean, I I I just feel I feel vindicated in a way that this happened. I I actually stood up clapping. <laughs> I was sitting on my um, own watching this fucking match and I stood up clapping. So 
Yeah, I think that says everything about me. But <laughs> well, I'm just gonna be honest with you. Like, just like just circumstantially, this is Danielson's first match back, so you just assume he's gonna win because it's his first match back. Yeah, that you definitely know? played into it. Yes. Um. By the way, and, no ring rust. And also, like Danielson, you assume is gonna go on to be a part of a big feud leading into All Out, so he's gonna need to be on a roll. We got five weeks, so we're fine. But I mean, even even with five weeks, though, like you know you still want to make sure he's strong going into the next few weeks, especially if he's going to be on TV a lot. Um, I, I actually was like, dude, like I have never seen what I saw on this episode of dynamite during this match, which was everyone knows Brian Danielson's history with head injuries. So when he started selling his head, the room just went quiet, dude. And he had them in for the rest of the match because, you know, everyone realized after a while, okay, he's selling that because, if he wasn't, it would be stopped by now, probably, you know, like, but like, I just love the way they played it. And then the refs played into it and the doctors were like, yo, are you good? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just let me sell it. You know, like, and they're like, oh, okay. And they backed off a little bit. Um, and that was slow it down a little bit, but I mean, you know, they obviously had to check on Brian Danielson's head. You know what I mean? <laughs> if, he, if he even sells his head, I think they had to probably check on him, you know, but like, um, not that he's like fragile or anything. He's obviously one of the most iron men in the history of wrestling. It's just, you know, the man's had some head injuries, you know, um, and that fucking, uh, that there was suplex. a sequence at the end. It's like elbows, suplexes, submissions, and like trading back and forth. I can't remember all the details, but I was just shocked. I was really surprised that Danielson lost. It's not that I thought Garcia should lose. I just thought there's no way, you know, it's like the same, like, level of momentum that like Claudio is on right now, you know, it's like, he's like, going to keep winning. It's almost like this uh, jumping the gun here next week. We got Yuda and Jericho. It's almost Austin like Yuda. Colton, sorry. It's almost like Yuda actually beating Jericho. It would be that surprising as Garcia beating Danielson. Like it's just something you don't really see happening, but it fucking happened. And it was the right call. Just like, I think Yuda beating Jericho would be the right call, but it's just like, and given where they're at, yeah, Jericho's probably going to win that. But okay, let me just because we'll, we'll get to that also, just to even further jump to jump over the artillery battery. Um, <laughs> I I am going to uh, then say like, okay, is not that I don't think that it would it'll be an awesome match. Obviously, it also would be like a conclusion to the little bit of like two or three matches that Moxley and Yuta did have, and obviously Yuta can just lose at that point it doesn't really matter because he still has a championship blah 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 blah. but is that actually the right move where i mean because i don't think anyone really I wants so. to see jericho I, I think... versus moxley but i mean like i mean okay let me clarify i think people want to see jericho versus moxley only if jericho really is the Lionheart, right like or whatever the hell like he was actually like checks into this match but like i i don't know we'll see uh, we'll and come I, back and to you know one. me man to this day still yuda and moxley is my favorite match of the year and if they run that back for a world title in the main event of Dynamite and it's, you know, given time like this one was all day, count me the fuck in. That being said, Garrett, we got to get to your favorite, man. What what was uh what was your favorite this week? Uh, my favorite was the 30 second promo of the FTR didn't get to cut this week. Just kidding. No, I was kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, was the t- the promo I wanted them to have that they didn't have. Um, all right. Anyway, weren't they supposed to be on something this week? Anyway, whatever. Um, eh, uh, we had the entire segment with, with Ricky Starks, uh, on dynamite, which, uh, which I guess I should say Ricky Starks hook Hobbs 
uh, and Danhausen. Two championship matches and a promo and a fucking betrayal. Yeah, I mean, and a brawl. Like it's sort of like a. I guess, there's a term for this in wrestling. I don't actually know what it is off the top of my head, but like you get him attacking him after the after the. Well, I guess technically during during the promo. Um, so like we've been talking about how Ricky cuts these babyface promos for a little while. I'm going to, I'm going to circle back around to the beginning also after I do talk about this, but like we've been talking about that for a little while. Also how he cuts these just incredible babyface promos, even though he's a heel, but he does it in like sort of a heelish way, which I always thought was kind of cool, you know? Um, and so Ricky, this change for Ricky kind of makes sense. But I got to be honest with you. Like, I was like, okay, the Dan Housen match. Okay, oh, they could do two things here. Either A, they could have Dan Housen have a really good match and establish him as a wrestler, you know? Yep. That would be a thing they could do. And then they could pull that out of their pocket every now and then, just like they used to with Cassidy for forever, right? Um, but everyone just knows now about Cassidy. The, the, the Cassidy is out of the bag on that one. That was a terrible joke. Anyway, um, <clears throat> but then the, the other option is just pin him quickly, which is the option they went with with the Dan Housen match. Um, I think he got a, a little bit in, but Ricky was just like, no, nah, we're done with this. And and hit him with the spear or whatever it was that he finished him with. Um, Beautiful. Spear. Okay, quick and easy. Get that out of the way. Perfect. Dan Housen got on the show. Nah, Dan Housen. Anyway, um, I got a little bit of that. And then we actually pulled the switcheroo, like I suggested. Now, it wasn't really the switcheroo. He just called out for another match. Yeah, he was and Taz, like last week. Exactly. And Taz is like against this. He's like, no, don't do it. And it's almost like if you go back retroactively now, not that anyone's really going to do that because there's not a streaming service for you to do that. But if you paid attention week to week, Taz the last time didn't want this. He was like, oh, this is a bad idea. Well, now it sounds like he knew that it was going to be Hook that was going to answer the challenge of Ricky Starks. As soon as Hook's music hits, you know exactly what's about to happen. He's about to get spiked. One, two, three. Incredible. Uh, a little bit more than that. Uh, yes, the, the crowd went absolutely nuts. Um, Hook is now the FTW champion. Uh, we got the little show of respect from rookie, like r- from rookie, from Ricky passing the torch to his, uh, you know, metaphorical brother in this case. But you know, I'm sure they someone he trained. Like, Taz was saying, yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not surprised at all that Ricky saw that Hook was like obviously really talented. Anyone that was working with Hook would have known that if they got a chance to see what was going on. You know, like I'm. I'm sure that it's not like, you know, um, excuse me, Taz is going to keep that from everybody. Like he wants everyone to know, like, hey, this is the guy. You know, that's standing behind you. You know, like he's actually good. Um, and then Ricky starts cutting this like really incredible promo after the match about how like. Things have just not been going well, but he's going to turn it around and it doesn't matter. And Hobbs is just in the background, just seething because he's like, I put all my faith in you and Team Taz put all our faith in you. We've been following you for this entire time. You couldn't even hold on to the title. It's like all these thoughts are going through his head, obviously. I mean, I'm just inserting that, but that's kind of how I was looking at it. And then we get the Hobbs turning on Ricky Starks. And it's painful to watch because it's one of my favorite acts on TV. It's the Hobbs and Starks act. But man, the feud and the match that they're gonna have, Charlie, it's gonna be incredible. It's it's gonna be special. That's great. gonna probably be one of the highlights of All Out. Let's be honest. Yeah, that was just about what I was about to say. Great, great job laying that all out. By the way, um, <laughs> All Out. Yes, hey. I, I do think that as you just alluded to, we're starting to get some seeds of All Out. This clearly big All Out match, big rivalry, and I gotta say, Ricky Starks put over one of the biggest baby faces in the company. Three minutes later, he turns babyface in just an incredible fashion. 
with his teammate and best friend betraying him. And the way he executed that, that is absolute fucking Ricky Starks. He deserves this babyface run. He, he I see did, what you did there. Absolutely. And he he deserves all the credit he's about to get. I think he he's an enigma. When he's on TV, you instantly care. And you know what? For Hobbs also, Hobbs is no longer just a heater. Just like Wardlow. Wardlow was no longer just a heater. No, Hobbs, I think, is kind of viewed as like this enforcer. I mean, especially like, I mean, just like how much like, okay, I'll, I'll rewind back to the uh, the tag team title match from what was that? Two, three weeks ago now? No, two weeks ago. Was it two weeks ago? Whatever it was. Whenever, whenever uh, Swerve and Argoy won the championships. I think that was two weeks ago. Um, if you, you mean in that match, the, Hobbs is able to like do frog splashes and like jump off the top. Or, like he's able to do stuff that they don't let the other big guys do. You yeah, know? like not that they, they're starting to like ease up on that now, but like and it's it's you know what I think this is great. Had that for respect for a while though, you know, like yeah, this this is great for everyone involved. It's great for Hook. It's great for Hobbs. It's great for Ricky Starks. And as we do on this show, we're just gonna run through what Ricky Starks did with the title. Okay. So this is a non-sanctioned AEW title, which... Oh, we- by the way, I, I don't want to st- step on this. I forgot to mention this because it's something that I that I, I wrote in my notes that I just skipped over because I started waxing lyrical about the segment. Um, the uh, They did another one of those things, and I guess I should have known that this was a signal that this was going to end because the last time they did this was his match with Brian Cage. They did another one of the Ricky Starks pre-match videos that are fucking sick. Oh, they does the big hype up. And I was like, damn, I haven't seen one of those since the Brian Cage match. I'm glad they're doing that again. I think Ricky Starks might get a push for the world title. (laughs) I'm I'm not kidding you, man. I'm getting that vibe. And if they start running those segments for every every time he comes out and wrestles, dude, especially as a baby face, that's going to get over. I'm just saying like so. So Ricky Starks won the title off Brian Cage at Fighter Fest 2021. He then defeated Brian Cage. He defeated Sonny Kiss. He defeated Chuck Taylor. He then went on to defeat Matt Seidel. Um, that was Battle of the Belts, uh, the first one. Okay. Defeated Jay Lethal. These are all for the title, by the way. I don't know if I clarified that. Yes. Defeated Swerve Strickland. Defeated Jungle Boy. Defeated Cole Carter. Defeated Dan Housen. And then was defeated by Hook. So if you if you take what he said in his promo for a second and like this is a championship that didn't exist for that long that even Taz in his segments on Dark will admit or I guess on, on Dynamite and stuff like that will admit like oh, it's a weird title it wasn't meant to be this and he's made it matter more than some of he the actual professional wrestling titles out there like it's literally basically a million dollar championship it's non sanctioned it's all about the wielder it's all about the user. Yes. God damn it, it couldn't have gone to a better person. Hook Ugh. now gets this chance where Ricky Starks now gets a chance to do this feud and then go for a, a sanctioned title in the company because my fucking God, he's something special. Absolutely. But, it's just beautiful wrestling stuff. Love it. Yeah. It's been a so, long ass time, by the way, since we had a promo segment. And mostly, this was mostly promo and after the match segment and in between the match segment because there wasn't a whole lot of wrestling here. And of course, it was Ricky Starks that brought us back there. I mean, of who else was better? One of the pillars, which, by the way, are pillars: Ricky Starks, Danny Garcia, Dante Martin, Wheeler Yuta. All put on this week. 
honorary pillar of Lee Moriarty, by the way. I always yes, like yes. to throw that in there because he was literally the like if, if we had like a week longer with Lee Moriarty, he might have bumped somebody else off. And we just weren't sure because there was a t- period of time where he wasn't being used at all. So yeah, that's not wonder. That's like he's good. He's just you know we could. I guess we don't have to limit it to four pillars. It's just like the that's like the old the four pillars of heaven, and then like that's how MJF referred to it, but. You know, when we do the Pillars of Chaos edition of the episode of the yes, podcast, the Pillars of Chaos, then uh, you know maybe we'll have maybe we'll have sixty nine pillars and four hundred and twenty categories just from the meme. Um, so we got a couple things of news to run by you, and then we'll right. get into the uh, Elevation Dark and Dynamite and Rampage results, followed by what we got coming up next week. So, real quick in news, speaking of one of our uh, pillars, Dante Martin reportedly suffers a knee injury. And so this is the amount of injured AEW wrestlers. It continues to grow. Uh, he may be grounded for a bit. According to PWI Insider, he hurt his knee in a match and was on crutches both backstage and at the hotel. As of now, the severity of the injury and Martin's timetable for a return is unknown. This is absolutely devastating if he is hurt. He's already got thrown to the shitter because they reunited their tag team. It was off to a great start. Wrestled yep. the Young Bucks, fucking put on a show, and then he's hurt. And then he, they threw him back into singles. He was in limbo for about a month. Start doing the backstage politic and brother. Get the sky blue. Run, running. <laughs> yeah. What the Yeah, right? <laughs> sky blue. Yeah. Hey, can't blame him. Uh, so we had that. Um, I'm waiting for this to catch up with me. And we had AEW, AEW's Dax Harwood working through torn labrum. Harwood came out of his match at Death Before Dishonor pretty banged up. So... He isn't the only torn. He isn't the only AEW wrestler working with a torn labrum right now. Adam Cole is scheduled to return next week. Baby, beautiful. <laughs> he he opted it for go surgery at the same injury, and yeah. So yikes! So it's it's making Dax go. Ugh. And his man's like, nah, no fucking surgery. I'm just going back. Bitch. And again, I gotta say this this would be tragic because I really feel FTR is set up for something at all out. Don't I really hope that. Adam Cole is like okay because like. Yeah, I think we'll know he like get hurt because he was wrestling injured before. Like I know that wasn't ever said, but it feels like that's what happened. Like it does feel like that's what happened. Um, very sad. Feel free to correct me, Adam Cole. I I respect you. I just I don't want you to hurt yourself for this. I know you've been getting fucked by the pushes, but like it's 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 not your fault, man. <laughs> Our news this week isn't as exciting and <laughs> as last week. It's actually just all sad. Uh, Takeshita is heading back to Japan. For DDT wrestled Peter Pan. Um, I believe you sent me a tweet talking about it. He's even talking about America feels like a second home. Oh. So Takeshita wrote, I Pain. have to go back to Japan at the DDT big show on August 20th. I don't feel, I don't have much time in the U S I hope to come back here soon. And I hope you all feel the same way. And my God, Takeshita in this excursion, like what a bright spotlight just in the middle of AEW. This guy is in, in the middle you know? of, in American wrestling, let's be honest, he's been popping up everywhere. Like, Takeshita is one of my favorite wrestlers of the year, and it's so surprising because I did not know his name at the beginning of the year. Nope, I would not have been able to. I would have. I I think I had heard we briefly talked about him as one of the guys that Kenny liked. Just like we, there was a couple of yeah. when when of they the Tokyo Joshi DDT. Pro Girls that he was also a fan of. Because remember, uh, Kenny went I think on a, basically like a trip to Japan just to see what was what a while back. You know, like so, like yo. What's up, J- Japan? I haven't been here in a while. You know, like when they um, announced the DDT stuff, we brought up two names: Takeshita and Yuka Sakazaki. 
actually i was i was just inventing that he probably didn't go to japan but he probably just had these connections in japan he was like yeah i know about these people you know and i just i don't know man like i i'm gonna miss kanosuke i hope he comes back soon so kind of like permanent like semi-permanent basis tony like you know how you know the crowd loves this guy like he's great there is so many money matches with him still and we're gonna get (sighs) another one next week which we'll dive into (sighs) and i'm glad they managed to get one more one more in there like you know yeah. I mean, obviously, but like, you know, they could have just not and it would have really sucked because there have been weeks where they just didn't do anything with them. And I'm like, why? Just use them every week. What the hell? And our last bit of news is actually pretty interesting. Um, so New Japan and Stardom have they had a meeting and okay. they came together to create the IWGP Women's Championship. Uh, they're creating this title for defenses. Not only didn't I come up with, hold on, let me just, didn't I come up with this exact idea years ago while we had the other podcast that, that, that instead of adding a women's division to new Japan, since new Japan fans obviously don't want that obviously, or they would have done it. I do remember you pitching an idea. Why not just have stardom or another one of the Japanese promotions create some kind of, I don't think I came up with a title, but just have them send wrestlers to new Japan shows and pretend like it's all sanctioned under new Japan rules. And just have a new Japan Stardom Super Show a couple times a year. Like, yeah, so hey, this is this is a great sign for New Japan. Damn it, wrestling! Stardom. Why you gotta always steal my idea? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is a great sign, and I hope it. Uh, I hope it works out for the best because Stardom is still the shits. I think that's what that presumably will lead to, though. And it'd be kind of cool if like New Japan starts like showing like little bits of women's wrestling to their audience. Cause I think it's really weird to me that I, I always thought it really weird that New Japan's audience hey, is, like, is not. They, they gave them that spot at Wrestle Kingdom. So I yeah. think so, hey, let's, 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 I, I believe in the power of wrestling. Fucking agreed. Um, <laughs> all right, Garrett, if you want to get the people elevation this week, we had a, we had a really good match on elevation. I thought, um okay yeah yeah yeah. i think i know which one you're talking about uh, anyway um yeah so we had AEW dark elevation episode number 73 and it opened up with angelico the master of the vibes and private party taking on ar fox liam gray and adrian alanis now we, we usually don't stop on dark all that much but uh you're saying ar fox history on the indies you yes ar fox man long time indie wrestler he's trained many guys that we follow um, of course, as I'm thinking of it, I can't think of any specifics. The only yeah, usually when we about, talk about this stuff, it's like literally like the day that I know, Dark came I know out. Myron Reed, who's one of my favorite in- independent wrestlers right now. He was trained by him. Okay. Uh, uh, Leon Ruffin, who we saw tonight. Okay. There trained by him. I believe Wes Lee in NXT was also trained by him. Okay. So well, you get the guys gotten around, you know, he's, he's a well long time indie wrestler, a PWG, like fucking from the beginning. Okay. Yeah. Like, this guy and, was wrestling Steen on PWG and shit. So yeah. He's and, been and, there. Okay. And because of that, he was the one out of the three that got a little bit in the match and then he got Navarro death rolled. So, and hell, by the way, some steam. he took advantage of that time he had in the match. Cause I saw gifts of him way past Monday. Of him, oh, yeah. of him doing like that moonsault and shit. Mm-hmm. Like he actually had some stuff there. Like some other guys that are like these indie legends. Like they're they're great, but you can tell why they've been indie legends. I'm I'm not disrespecting those people. I'm just saying you can see why it is that they they just there's they do a thing really well, you know. And it's like okay, AR you Fox put is them... the kind of guy. If they brought him into the tapings and shit like that, I'm totally mm-hmm. down, 
100%. Yeah, there's, a, I mean, we have plenty of people like that anyway that they always bring in. I mean, shit, that's basically what Sean Dean was for a long time. He was basically like the one guy that was more or less on the like already signed, but like he, they just kept treating him like enhancement talent. You know what I mean? Like, um, anyway, uh, then we had uh, Nyla and Marina taking on Angelica Risk and Shalance Royale, who we hadn't actually seen in a while, uh, Shalance, and she got to do a little bit of her. Seeing gimmick Jones there yep. and then the boot spine buster combo for the W. How you feel about this tag team still? <clears throat> I still think it's doing nothing for either person. Like, I sadly, mean, you know, like sadly I agree. I didn't feel anything from this match. Neither did the crowd. Well, that's cause I mean, and that's interesting because this was I, this elevation, interestingly, I think dark itself was taped in universal. I do not believe this elevation was taped in universal though. So that says a lot. Nope. Uh, yeah. This one was shot uh, the week before. Yeah. So, eh, but whatever, you know, we'll see where that, I mean, Marina Shafu just gets no reaction from the crowd. It sucks, but oh, well, uh, we had Emmy Sakura with Balian Aki. I think I pronounced that correctly. Um, one of the uh, Choco Pros or Choco Pro is it Choco Pro or Choco Pro? I think uh, Choco, like chocolate. Choco Pro. Okay, the the um the, that Japanese promotion that I always uh, see gifts of. Um, oh my goodness, I'm blanking on her name now. The one that uh, liked my tweet. Anyway, um, was it Lulu uh, Pencil? No, 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 no. The other one. Oh no, that sounds so bad. The one that okay, the, she was there for a few weeks, but she didn't get, they didn't keep her on TV for very long. Oh, I can't think of her. I name. know who you're talking about too, and I just Mesoruga. That's her name, Mesoruga. There it is, Mesoruga. Um, uh, dude, I miss her. I that's the only reason I even see stuff from from Choco Pro is uh from Choco Pro is that um she's I see her I follow her so I see stuff in my feed all the time like they had like uh the Asia Dream Tag Team titles or some silliness or something like that. Um, I don't think it was actually that, but it was like some silly championships they had. And I was like, oh, this is cool. I'm seeing gifts of wrestling. But anyway, uh, so yeah, this was uh, taking on Tony Storm. I completely just went way around the corner on that and didn't announce the other participant. Um, and yeah, so I was like, oh, yeah, Emmy. And I was like, oh, she's facing Tony, though. Okay, I guess she's going to lose. But we got I... more tea gimmick. Uh, the referees will continue to get distracted by this gimmick tea, I guess. It's. Some kind of inside joke they have on Dark or something. I don't know. Like, Must be. I, I really love this match. Yeah, it was a good match. Um, she got to take, like, Emmy was take, she took control. Like, there was like, a control segment for Emmy. We got the little bit of we will chop you going on. Um, there was like a little, um, a little bit of drama bill, you know? Um, uh, someone is going to die from one of these hip attacks from Tony, though. They're, they're just going to be uh, dead and, uh, <laughs> Picking up the win with a pendulum DDT. So not traditional, you know, finishing move there. I like it, you know, pick up the win with something else. Um, all right. We had Chris Statlander on the show as well. Picking up a win against Brittany, who has been on a couple of things recently. Every time I see the same job or twice, I'm like, who are they? Are they going to be using them now? But anyway, um, stats like super athletic for a size. Uh, which I always say, but you know, like, hey, you got to highlight the big people that can move. Um, and then hit the night fear. It's just a quick win, you know? Chris Statlander getting, the, getting that W, getting the stats, uh, you know? Stat increasing the stats, you know what I mean? Um, by the way, is it weird? Like, it's, it's like Athena, Chris Statlander, Willow, they're like in this weird limbo where they're like, they're not, if they're not doing anything this week, they're just kind of like, ah, again, I think out. that's one of them. Remember we talked about this last week. I think they're holding that match till all out. So they're just kind of, they could build the feud, whatever. Exactly. Yep. 
All right. Anyway, yep. my, one of my favorite things on Dark uh, or Elevation this week was uh, this next match where we had Sheeta back, which I was glad to see. But she had the eye of Agamotto. So Sheeta now one of the most oh, powerful yeah. wrestlers in all of the history of wrestling with a Infinity Stone at her, uh, you know, it, it being able to be wielded in matches. I, I, Charlie, this is unprecedented. Is that legal? Is that a foreign object? It is 100% a foreign object. She could defeat Dormammu, and this is the way. Bro, what if she just trapped Orange Cassidy in a time loop? I mean, like, what would happen? Like, this needs to be, you know what? It's good that the twins were there to to use their version. At least someone with magic was there in order to counter this incredibly dangerous, powerful magical artifact. Really, we should get Doctor Strange on this immediately. It's... (laughs) <laughs> multiverse you know there, there's gonna be like spatial paradoxes and stuff going on like this is mordo would not be pleased at this this anyway um for anyone that's not an mcu oh, fan yeah. the last 30 seconds made absolutely no sense all right um but yeah so also mike posey is still absolutely noticing nothing happening behind his back in the ring somebody really should check to make sure mike posey's not being paid uh behind the scenes by people to fix matches it's it's getting absurd um this match, I don't know how this match became such a meme in my notes. It just did, but <laughs> but um, she just slapped the shit out of Robin Renegade at one point, um, and she picked up the one with the Falcon Arrow. She actually denied the twin magic. It didn't work, so I guess they're just dumb now, so that's cool. But um, yeah, I, again, clearly obvious Tony wants to sign the Renegades. He even put him with another one of his favorites, so. I, I would just sign them instantly before they go to NXT, and you could just stick them in the factory. Yeah, especially now, right? That's a dangerous little Do not duo let them to go to drop NXT it NXT. I'm telling you, these girls are going to get over. And it's either going to be an AEW or it's going to be an NXT. And don't let them go there. Yeah. So, that, so but that was fun. That was, you know, fun yeah. little match on there. I like seeing Sheeta. I hope Sheeta gets on. T- I hope this is uh, indicative that Sheeta is about to be back on TV again. Because I like, I always like having some Sheeta matches. And, uh, man, there was, wait, there was more matches than I thought on, on Elevation this week. All right, I'm going to speed up my pace here. We had a Solo and Camarato with QT Marshall taking on 10 and Uno. I just cared so little for this team, 0%. Um, but I do like Caprice Coleman on commentary. Um, and they planted Solo with Discus Lariat. We had uh, Baron Black taking on Associate Stooge Brandon Cutler. Um... Uh, the only thing I really noticed from this match is because I, I was sick of hearing Brandon Cutler talk. We just need Don Callis back like immediately. And uh, holy shit, Baron Black picked up a win on Dark. Never thought I'd see the day. Didn't he actually pick up like a one win at the very end of last year or something? Maybe two, like at the I, very I end, think, I want to say. I don't even know, man. I, I think he's been I literally... Maybe, maybe we kept thinking that would happen and it just never did. But anyway... The match we all came for, or at least if you're if you're a fan of the show, you probably came for. We had Kanosuke Takeshita taking on JD Drake, and I will continue to say that any and every opportunity to use Kanosuke is a good thing. Um, they hit each other really hard in this match. You know, I forget every now and then that JD actually hits pretty hard because he doesn't always get to do a whole lot. You know, like he's kind of moved into that slot wheeler with him where he just didn't get to do offense and he just gets beat up. So, eh, whatever. Um, but he got way more than- on dark. Yeah, he got way more though in this match. I don't think that's just like Kanosuke is like, no, we're gonna we're gonna have like a really good match, you know? Like, what do you mean? Like, um, there was actually this really small thing that Kanosuke did. A lot of people won't care about this probably, but like, so I forget what the move was that JD did, but he was on roller skates after it, and he fell into that sort of seated position that he go go into to get cannonballed. 
but he did it like organically and it made it so that JD could just run up on him like out of nowhere and it made it seem a little more organic. Um, which is something that I don't know that everybody takes into account. Like, you know, how many times have you seen a wrestler just drag somebody into that position? Cause they're not there right when they need them there, you know, like, or they have to like now suddenly crawl up into the exact spot their opponent wants them to be again. It doesn't matter, but it just makes a little bit more sense to me. I don't know. It's again, it's one of those small things that Kanoisuke does. I just like, he gets it, man. You he know? gets it, man. He absolutely does. And he picked up that win with the jumping knee. Love that finisher. Love that match. Love Kanosuke Takeshita on AEW. And that'll take us to AEW Dark episode 154. Last week we had the thick edition. So since this episode's still longer than like 45 minutes, I'm calling this the slim thick edition of Dark. Oh, okay. Slim thick. Yeah, the main highlight here was our main event, but we have most matches taped in Orlando. And that started us off with Kira Hogan defeating Ally Rex. Yeah, Kira, you know, she looks good. She wrestles good. Yeah, reps in for Kira. We always say that she needs yep. them, dude. Like, she just sits there in the back, and I'm like, she just needs more reps, though. Like, we know it. We all know it. We've seen her make some pretty blaring mistakes in some of the tag matches. Like, give her some reps. You know what I mean? I'm not, it's yep. hard. You know, It works. Like, it works. And the longest feud in wrestling. Oh, can wait. Be- sorry. No, Dasha but completely forgot that she was on the planet Earth for a second, though, during that during that match, though. I forgot oh, no. to mention that. <laughs> Dasha, yeah. Shout out Dasha. Anyway, that yeah, the longest reigning feud in the history of uh, professional wrestling. wrestling continues with uh, Alex Reynolds defeating Ryan Nemeth. Uh, I I don't know how many times this has happened, but I don't want to know that answer. Um, get do something with Nemeth. Just get them the fuck out of this group. He, there's something there. I just you got to find it. Marina Shafir, forty five second mats against Tracy Nix. Yeah. You know how that went. Uh, Slim J defeated Blake Lee. Uh, Slim J really didn't get any reaction. I saw some people pretty disappointed about that. They just didn't know who he was. I mean, he's a fucking ROH vet. He's before my time. I think people are just not into the gimmick, to be honest with you. like yeah, It's it's out there, man. But hey, cool. I mean, uh, am I weird for thinking he's just like Eminem as a wrestler, kind of? Like, no, a that's bit. definitely what they're going for, but... Which is cool. This, this again, give is, me a little bit more though. Like we already have a rapper character, so we don't need that to like. Ever, if, if, if this I is some more Ring of Honor footage, you know. This is that's what they're doing here. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Right, respect, respect. Uh, Julia Hart defeated Renee Michelle, which shot Renee Michelle. She was uh, she had those really funny skits with Drake Maverick that I loved, and I believe they uh got married and. The skits were even at the wedding. So the only thing I have to say is, how have they still not named Julia's like finishing submission? Like what? Like, I feel like yeah, I just, don't know what the thing's called. Crossface, yeah, yeah. I don't know. So it's like it looks like a brutalizer, but it's it, apparently it's called a neck crank. Which that even that if they just called it that, oh, she locks in the neck crank. Like that sounds like a. I don't know. It sounds better than and she locks in the submission or whatever the hell they say. Like it's. Cole Carter defeated Mike Orlando. Um, he Cole Carter back in Orlando after being in NXT. The former two dimes hit enough time to hit the 450 splash for the win. All right. He was on TV again tonight. So um, keep it up. Cole Carter, get take advantage of their fucking loss. Absolutely. Angela Parker defeated Cameron Stewart. And Ange. Uh, Cameron Stewart got a taste. A random ass singles match for Angelo here. That's all I got out of that. Yep. 
Arya Divari. They wanted to see if he could do it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, my bad. Ari Divari with Slim J defeated Blake Christian. What the hell? Like, what did they need to do that now or something? I think like, WWE his... send a CND or something? No, like, what I, the hell? I think he changed his name going to Ring of Honor, which, you know, hey. Oh, I mean, if that's the case, then yeah, I mean, fair enough. If he was trying to reinvent himself, then respect, you know? I get I get it. I don't like Blake Christian losing, but I don't mind him putting over new Ring of Honor talent. So. Fun match. It was solid. They got. They gave him some time. Again, I think they've done this match before, and I want to say Ari won then too. So, like, I mean, you know, I, I, I like Davari getting treated like a fucking legit wrestler, the richest man is. in the world. <laughs> Dante yeah, Martin, in which might be one of our last times seeing him, unless he's got other tape stuff for a little bit. Uh, defeated Peter Avalon. Again, more wingmen. They just get eaten alive with the pins. Flippy shit. Flippy shit. And then let's get to the main event here, man. All right. AW All Atlantic Championship defended in OTT Wrestling, which is an Irish promotion. I'm not too familiar with OTT. All I can remember, I've watched one match there. It was Jordan Devlin against Walter and fucking kicked ass. Okay. Apparently, that was like Jordan Devlin's like super character he had. He's the big baby face. And, or I have that completely mixed up. Either way, Could be. it was Possibly. awesome. Um, shout out OTT Wrestling. They It looked good. I got to say, I thought. The crowd, by the way, being super into their their man, LJ Cleary, who is this is my first time watching LJ Cleary, Garrett. Um, Same. Yeah. I'm unsure if he maybe he's just kind of straight in Ireland right now and that's it. Maybe you know, maybe wrestles the UK, but I thought he looked good. He he had a young look to him. Um he reminded me of one of the guys in Pretty Deadly, actually, which is a fun tag team. Hmm. But yeah, uh All Atlantic Championship title defense. This is it's doing exactly what we thought it would do. This title is being defended in other countries, and I'm cool with it. Again, I I think having I feel like Pac was just sick of everybody in AEW. He's like, Nah, I'm leaving for a bit. Give me a championship. Like, yeah, let me let's do this. Let's do this the right way. If you're not going to give it to me, give it to Takeshita. So when he goes back to Japan, it can be defended over there. Hey, hey, that would have made sense too. Yeah, that would have made sense. I honestly am surprised Takeshita wasn't in that tournament to this day. Like, I mean, like even if he was going to lose, like imagine that final Park versus Takeshita. Anyway, it would have been awesome. No, it was a fight. It was a fatal four. But he could have been in that match and still, like, he didn't. I guess didn't want him to lose. But but I gotta say, I think the match delivered. Yeah. I I like I'm, I'm uh, 100% okay with Pac just going around defending this and us getting a random dark match every couple weeks that's like a title match, you know, like Yeah, just two two back-to-back uh defenses and I am a little concerned though. Like so the first couple of indie promotions they worked with are like, yeah, we'll we'll let you, you know, tape this match or whatever. And like obviously Tokyo Joshi Pro did the same thing. Are we sure that everywhere they go is going to want to do this? I I just don't know. You know, like, I know he's already filmed another one, so I guess we'll have to see. It, it's probably how they're doing it. Like they way before they actually ever agree to the match. I like, think that's going to well. be one of the things. AEW's like, hey, if, if you're going to let our title be defended on your independent show, mm-hmm. it's we're going to use the footage, and that's our agreement. We're going to come to it. We'll give you all the promotion. I in the title card, there's a big old ATT wrestling or OTT wrestling uh, sign. Mm-hmm. And yeah, man, hey, this this fucking worked. I I uh, yeah, I think we'll see another one from him next week because I believe he shot another one in Rev Pro Wrestling. And Hell yeah, we better see it because I don't want to miss these title defenses. Because that's my only concern is like if we just happen to miss one. Yeah, you have if, to if we miss one, it, which I'm would going... suck because then because then it is a title that literally just doesn't get defended. Exactly. If we miss one, so. I'm gonna bitch about it because I I 
every time that's the, the only thing that could bury this title is it's not even that you're burying the title actually you're making the title great because it's being defended everywhere all the time but you can't see it unless you like go in this weird way like because some of these places i don't even know how you would get these matches without being there like in that country or whatever you know like because it's not like you know new japan where i can pull up new japan and buy like i can yeah. pull up new japan world right now and be like find everything that i want to find but like not every promotion has that infrastructure you know yeah and so yeah speaking of that let's get into uh dynamite this week which we already had a couple things from it but what we didn't have was the opener it was the interim AEW World Championship, John Moxley. He was defending against Roosh with Jose, the assistant. And yes. this was a fantastic, hard-hitting, dramatic opener. I got to say, I thought right out of the gate, Roosh fucking jumping and kicking his, kicking him. Great touch. Yes. To me, this felt like Roosh belonged in a world title scene. And I think yes. that's absolutely all I could ask for. So. Yeah, what did you what did you think of this? And we'll get to the after the match in a second here, but John Moxley retained and him and Roosh yeah. went fucking went at it. This was the runner up for my favorite this week. This was like very close to being it. Um and I there's a lot of reasons why. Uh AEW does this thing a lot where somebody gets momentum, Kanosuke Takeshita, uh Dante Martin, uh, Lee Moriarty and they just kind of they roll with it a little bit and they just see where it goes you know and sometimes it goes somewhere and sometimes Tony's like okay you know put this in my back pocket for now this is an example of he sees Roosh is popping on AEW probably was one of the highest rated segments on the show where he was actually on we had um sorry I just got a random message uh we had um sorry i completely lost my train of thought sorry and then he had this run of matches on the indie scene as well where obviously he was popping people were doing really well and they were really excited about roosh and he took the ball and he just ran with it and he decided to let him have a title match on AEW, which i thought was an extremely great decision um the way i described this match in my notes is like an unstoppable force hitting an immovable object and i'll tell you what i mean by that okay so right now moxley is unstoppable but there's nobody in wrestling right now that can move Roosh out of their way to stop him from getting what he wants. But Moxley is unstoppable right now, and he's got the power of you know plot armor on his side because he's a champion that can't really lose right now because they got to get to the other match. You know, I mean, I guess he could technically lose the title, but I don't think anyone thinks he's going to. You know, like, um, and he is one hard hitting son of a bitch. Yes, and uh, just two toughest nails, badasses throwing everything they had at each other. That's this match, you know, like like that's what it was. And I, you know, I, you don't want to see Rushu losing this early, but it's like if you're gonna lose to somebody, losing to the champion is a pretty good person to lose to, you know, like. And that's all I had pretty much written down. But I, I, yeah. I really liked this match. Like it was, it was really, really, really interesting stuff. And I like, you know, like. I, I hope that the legacy of this title run is going to be that they just beat the shit out of each other every match. Like he's and- already off to creating a nice legacy for it. And so let's jump into this. Uh, after the match, Judas played. Chris Jericho came out accompanied by Guevara, Parker, Tay Conti, and Anna Jay. Parker demanded that the AEW Galaxy appreciate them. Uh, he and Jericho congratulated Moxley on an amazing match. He said Anna is now called Anna J A S, and she'd choke everyone out, which we. Got more glimpses of that on Rampage. Uh, talk about beating Eddie Kingston, yada, yada, yada. Long story short, he wants Moxley. Jericho, Moxley 2 will happen. 
at Quake in the Lake, but he doesn't want any guy. He wants the he wants the guy from Super J Cup, the Lionheart. Okay. Yeah, I mean <sighs> the Lionheart, Chris Jericho for Mox versus Moxley. So yeah, yeah that's, that's so Jericho literally is now going through like his history of gimmicks, and he's just like, oh, I'm gonna pull this out of the closet. And this is this why week. I'm no. mad. He lost to fucking Kingston, or he beat Kingston because I. I had a gut feeling some dumb shit would go down where Kingston now is directionless and Jericho's going for the fucking world title. I mean, yeah, and it's kind of silly because it makes you wonder, oh, does that mean that in storyline, technically, Eddie would have gotten the world title shot? Like, well, no. Jericho just has the power to demand one, you know, after any victory, pretty much. So it's like, ah, yeah, it's, eh. I still think Quake on the Lake is going to be a good show. I Oh, this is a great main event. Don't get me wrong. Well... It could be the main event. We'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. I'm. Look, I'm. I'm excited for the match. I'm not. I'm not going to downplay the match. I'm just a little. My. Uh, my. My heart beats for Eddie is a little sad. So. Yeah, no, Eddie deserves more. We always say he deserves better. At the commentary desk, desk Excalibur introduced the brand new trios titles. The tournament to crown the new champions, concluding it all out. So, as we kind of alluded to earlier, it's been a long time coming. I think this is the last title that AEW needs. By so, that, I'm, I, I'm not saying like, oh God, they add another. I'm saying like, this truly is. There's no more titles after this. Anything they add now is just going to feel fucking... That it, it will feel unnecessary. Even like women's tag titles would feel like, okay, if, if you have enough to do it, great. But if it, if it feels stupid, it's going to feel stupid, you know? Exactly. Like, and we don't need... This... We have been pounding the desk that yes. I truly think AEW could make trios titles work. I mean, they can't. New Japan has, and people will say, oh, the New Japan trios titles are lame. Whatever, dude. They've had them for years, so they obviously are working, you know, like. Yeah, they just, they don't get, they're always at the bottom of the card. Always. And I think. Well, it's because there's never, like, because New Japan kind of structures its card in a way where, like, all the hard-hitting wrestlers get put in either matches with other hard-hitting wrestlers. Like, and not that everyone's not hard-hitting there, but, like, everyone, like, the strong style dictates that, like, you want to make it seem more real and. As much yeah. as I hate to say this, a trios championship is a little out there, you know, like, but it's still a cool concept. I don't know. And I, also, think, I, think, I wanted to tag on the end of this. So do you think since we're five weeks out, like we'll get the announcement of the matches for the tournament next week and then it'll roll all the I'm way I'm sure up we'll get our first, yeah, we're, we'll get some tournaments filled out next week. I mean, we know best friends in Orange Cassidy for sure. <sighs> Well, yeah, we know who's probably going to be in it. It's like we don't know for sure who's going to be like the matches, though. I think there'll be some really crazy matches just in like round one, though. I would imagine like this going to be fun. This is going to make this being a tag title or sorry, this being a title tournament that we're getting on the way to all out. That's going to make the build to all out feel so much like cooler because it's like a different kind of championship. You know what I mean? Like, and we're going to guaranteed be getting ridiculous matches because. Like we've been saying it for a while. The trios division is there. It just needed a title and now it has it. So yeah, the division is going to look nice. Um, yeah. So I was hyped for that. Darcy Martin's backstage with Shivani. They're talking about his match with Guevara and he says he's bringing up backup tonight in sky blue. I'm not sure if there's some IRL connection there or just, I think it's been speculated that they're maybe dating. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, if they are. Or maybe cool. maybe they're just friends and he wanted to check out there. I don't know. Maybe I've maybe I made that up in my head, but I thought I'd heard that, but I could be wrong. Yeah, either way, so then we talked about Ricky Starks, which again, 
I, w- I was just so into this beginning of Dynamite, and it didn't it didn't Ugh. let up. Uh, Sammy Guevara then goes on to face Dante Martin, and this match was in the air. Uh, this is exactly what you'd imagine. I thought this was really fun. This was short. This is a quick one. And two of the best young high flyers in the world. Absolutely, not much more you could say. Oh my God, that those we knew Sammy Guevara when he hit that Spanish fly, and would look. But you know what though? That we both know they could have done more with this match. One hundred. Oh yeah, I think they got like six, seven minutes. It was quick, and uh, Sky really didn't need to be there. She didn't do anything, but I guess she's a baby face, so you know. Yeah, like what was she gonna do? Like besides be like, oh, he lost. You know, but like- Sammy picks up the victory, continuing the streak for the JAS. And I, I mean, look, I think that's the right call for Sammy to win here. He's fucking heel. I mean, who knows where he's going? Yeah, I mean, like if you if you have Sammy lose here, like what do you like? What's like you know? It sucks, but like Dante's just not really in a position right now with his brother hurt to be winning lots of matches because they clearly don't want to push him as a singles right now. So, um, it sucks, but eh, whatever. It sucks, but yeah, it is what it is, you know. So, um, he'll do more <laughs> flippy shit. Well, maybe not now, but in the future, you know. Daniel Garcia was asked backstage about his match against Brian Danielson. He said Danielson had been gone for months, and he sent him on vacation with his family again. They call Garcia the best technical sports entertainer in the world. <laughs> Jesus. <sighs> Jungle Boy speaks. A star. Ma- no, I got to say, we, we missed something. Sanjay Dutt accidentally accepted a challenge. I want to make sure we get oh, Sanjay yes, yeah. the respect he deserves. <laughs> he didn't mean to do it. He's like, what did I just agree to? <laughs> As a fun trio, Lethal Dutt sing. I can see them being in contention for the title. Hey. Jungle Boy, man, he lights Christian's ass up. This was pretty good, man. I thought Jungle Boy cut a hell of a promo. You? Yeah, no, I I enjoy it. Um, It's going to be a good match, I'm sure. I, you know, I think it was kind of funny that Christian cut in in the middle of his emotional moment, too. And Jungle Boy just wanted to punch him. Like, you know, like. He wanted that punchline to deliver anyone to beat his ass. (laughs) <laughs> but um yeah I, I you know this is heating up a little bit as they say you know we'll see where it goes young bucks are backstage they didn't want to do the cutter cam the cutler cam but cutler wanted to be the trio's champion with them hangman adam page showed up and the bucks awkwardly wished him a happy birthday matt jackson was about to try and talk things out with page but the dark order ran up with birthday wishes evil Luna perceived the conversation was about to take place but the bucks said it was fine and walked off They've been teasing this on BTE for about six weeks. And as we know, they always like to set up the Young Buck storylines on BTE, just like they did with the Hardys, and just like they're doing now with Hangman. Something's telling me if Omega's not back, I could see our trio's title being Undisputed Elite versus the Hung Bucks, the former ROH trio's champions. And a reuniting of Hangman and the Bucks is a long, long time coming. And I think they'd only do that if Kenny wasn't ready. And that's what I'm feeling now. Oh, I, I, okay. So I'm going to disagree because I'm going to say that this is entirely because Kenny is ready. I think they're okay. going to win the, I think they're going to potentially win the trio of titles with hangman. And then Kenny's going to come back and turn on them and maybe have the good brothers or some other duo. Maybe, maybe Kanosuke and somebody else. We don't know yet that he's got like you, you just don't know. Cause I think, if they're going to do Hung Bucks, then they may just be teasing that and it ends up being Kenny anyway, which I think would be weird. But, like, you know, would also kind of make a little more sense because we have Adam Cole and Red Dragon there too. So, yeah. I and mean, we don't have them guaranteed, I guess. But, like, we have, 
like 75 percent of 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 the undisputed elite you know like so we can make a lot of that happen i just feel like kenny is being teed up massively because okay, okay. trios titles different sides and of the coin here for us we actually i mean we did we even bring it up on the show he's been cleared like it was released like they put out a statement i don't know that they put out a statement but like it, it's been like speculated in the wrestling news like since like a couple weeks ago now that he's gonna be at all out like spoilers he'll probably be at all out like you know so like uh which we don't always talk about that kind of news but when i saw that i was like oh okay so this now kind of makes sense but hey i'm down if he is but I don't know, by the way, that's not confirmed, but like everybody was talking about it like it was confirmed. So blame them, not me, if it ends up not being true. But like, yeah, hey, either know. way, either way, we had a uh, a one on two. I, I think that you could set up a great storyline with that. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. We had a one on two handicap match. Swerve Strickland defeated Tony Nese and Mark Sterling. This was the match was what it was. It was quick. The whole point of the match was to set up a new tag team of Josh Woods and Tony Nese. Josh Woods okay. is in a tiered contract with AEW, so he is technically in an AEW contract. And Garrett, Which I'm not surprised by because he was kind of running dark for a little while. I was one of those guys. That I like, think this is a, a well-put tag team. They could use each other, and Josh Woods could do some special stuff here in a tag. I'm really excited. Yeah, I think Josh can be that sort of viciousness that Tony sort of lacks, you know? Not that he's not able to be vicious, but it's not really his style of wrestling, you know, um, yeah, per se. Yeah. Then now you add Josh to that, and I think I think this could really work. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We had an AEW Women's World Championship match where Thunder Rosa defeated Mio Yamashita, and they really started out with a technical wrestling exchange, kind of got into a little bit of slapstick. Uh, this was a lot quicker, and I think I think Yamashita did really good in front of the audience. I her look is just incredible. Yeah, um, Rosa. Avoided the crash rabbit heat and hit a rising knee. Rosa then hit a roundhouse kick and the fire thunder driver for the win. Like we said, this was a fraction of the match they had last week. Yeah. In terms of time and in terms of what they delivered. Not saying, <laughs> I'm not saying this was bad. No. I just think they, they did what they could with, you know, a, a handful of t- uh, minutes. Yeah. And I think the whole story here was, again, this is going to add to Thunder Rosa's title reign. Mm-hmm. This is a good victory. And she- yeah, I mean, if you want to kayfabe it too, like even further, like, oh, okay, so she lost the first match on a quick roll up. That exact moment came back in the next match and she didn't fall for it. Yeah. So she learned. Very true. Good. So good job pointing that out. winning, she learned. You know what I mean? Like, but I will say this. Um, something I thought was interesting about both title matches that we got, or I guess both main world title matches that we got on the show this week is that both champions and challengers were like kind of mirrors of each other. Roosh is kind of that brutal sort of beating people down style of wrestling that you don't always get, you know, same with Mox. And you had two like MMA based like kicker strikers and Throsa and Yamashita. I just thought that was interesting how they kind of did that mirror thing. It was interesting. Yeah, that, that worked. Yeah, that is very true. That kind of mirrored that. So yeah, and then we got into our main event, which we already talked about. So, again, I think Dynamite loaded with matches. And we had some cool storylines kind of come out of it. In terms of Hobbs and Ricky Starks, I think that could be our new uh, favorite feud if they book this right. Which I have I have no doubt in my mind. These guys will work great together. And and we're going to watch Hobbs beat the brakes off Ricky. Beat the brakes. He's going to break his back. All right. Um, <laughs> moving into uh, AW Rampage tonight, Garrett. We had... 
kind of a loaded up show here in terms of matches and a lot of I messaged you this today. A lot of our guys were in this. Hey. And that starts off with Orange Cassidy and the best friends defeating Jay Lethal Satnam Singh and Sanjay Dunn. In I'm gonna call it our first sanctioned trios match. This was dubbed the trios match. This is in the trios division. And I think the right winners here won. Uh so, yeah, I mean, this was they're not going to go back man. and retroactively run all the stats for every trios match because then you'd have like a team with like fifty wins or something, and it'd be really weird. Yep. Like you know, like and, it'd be an undefeated trio, and you'd be like, "What the hell? How'd that happen?" You know, like we didn't even mean to do that. Like you know, like, um, but then like you know, I so that's kind of cool. Uh, I really hope, like, and maybe this kind of maybe this is where this is going. I really hope. That the battle, that, excuse me, that the amount that we're seeing Orange Cassidy on TV lately, that he's going to be doing something big at all out. Like I really hope so. I, I could um, see that if if they don't do maybe one, the titles. Yeah, if they don't do that with the undisputed elite and and the Hung Bucks, this team should be in the title. I feel like both of those teams at least have to be in the tournament, though. Like, well, that's if they reunite them. I think they might do Cutler. If Adam Cole can even wrestle like a trios match by then, because that's an intense match. It's, titles aren't going to be like. They're not going to be pussyfooting around with these titles, you know. Hell like, no. They're gonna... So, I, I would be down if this team won and and Cassidy and Hell, yeah. I know I know that was some fun stuff. <laughs> and they let Jay Lethal hit the lethal injection afterwards. And Garrett, this isn't done yet. Wardlow no, came yeah. out to stop the beatdown, and he chased the heels away. Jay Lethal versus Wardlow, all out? Question mark. Maybe quick at the lake, more than likely, but. Uh yeah, it could be. It if could this be. is Wardlow's feud, Jay Lethal, count me in because I think Lethal Lethal killed it with that Samoa Joe feud. Yeah, absolutely. I think that was the thing I was most in. I mean, you know, other than like the two weeks notice we got on FTR versus Briscoes or whatever, but before that, that was definitely the thing I was most invested into going into that show. Well, I guess I wanted to see Danielson or excuse me Garcia versus um Yuta as well, but we didn't know that was going to necessarily be on the show. Um, it felt like it needed to be, but we didn't know, you know, so. Yeah. But. So. Yeah, okay. Ethan Page goes on to defeat Leon Ruffin in 90 seconds. Total Yikes. squash match, a rematch of what they had on Dark, except the Dark match was an actual match. So why? The story here is Stokely Hathaway was keeping his eye on Ethan Page. Something's telling me Scope is going to try and form a trio. That makes so much yeah, sense. Yeah, but like, me. why is he scouting people that are already in factions? Or are we just like canceling American Top Team? Like, maybe that's the move. Maybe he steals them from him. Because it does feel like American Top Team has sort of not really been a faction oh, yeah, for a little while. Like, yeah, I think Scorpio losing that title killed him. Yeah, I mean, what do you? Yeah, right. Like, because Paige Van Zandt's entire push was built into that title reign. And so. part of me thinks they might be doing something here with Ethan Page because he said, "I hate this company," when he hit the uh, Eagles Edge Crucifix powerbomb. So. Yeah, Ethan, if, if they do form a team, I mean, the first two being Ethan and Lee Moriarty, it's, you're off to a great fucking start. Absolutely. Play that much right there. Uh, Lexi Nair interviewed Cole Carter. Hey. But he was interrupted hey. by Cutie Marshall in the factory. I'm like, ah, oh, shit, here we go again. Marshall offered <laughs> Carter a spot in the factory and made a joke. Another 10-month feud on Dark where we get to see him, like, yeah. try and convince him, and eventually he just gets, like, nine wins in a row over QT. Yeah, okay. And the, I guess the whole thing is here. He made a joke about sleeping with the fishes, which, again, is rehashing the NXT joke. Bobby Fish and this man are on screen together. The jokes. Oh, anyway. that's the new tag. It's Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and Cole Carter. <laughs> tag sleeping in. with the fishes. 
swimming with the fishes. We get into uh, a really good match here uh, in uh, sub yeah. seven minutes. Here, Lee Moriarty defeated Matt Seidel in in kind of the apprentice versus master match, and the apprentice beat his ass. Like, yeah, it's good. Yeah, I mean. I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I like, I really like Lee Moriarty, and like, I'm kind of interested in the direction they're taking him because they've slowly been taking him in this direction for a while. But like, I'm not entirely sure that this heel turn, heel run, whatever is gonna work because I don't think I don't he know. needs to be a heel. But I, I will say he is. Uh, he's definitely been leaning style. into the more aggressive, more yep. like yeah, maybe that's Blackpool Combat Club stuff. But like, they're obviously not interested in him right now, and I don't think they're adding a new member. So. Not anytime soon. No, they, they, they need to wait on that fifth member. Absolutely. So that's so. I, so it's, he's not teeing it up, and if they're really long term teeing it up for that, that seems like like why get him out of the group that he's with now if they're not going to yeah, be able to do anything. Way with. too early for all that. But yeah, this was this but, was solid. Um, again, Stokely came out to observe Seidel try to climb the ropes. He kind of did some little shenanigans. Moore already hit a DDT flat fall liner for a near fall, and then he locked in the border city stretch to get the submission. After the match, Stokely handed out his business card again, and Moriarty accepted. So I think it is safe to say, under the new Stokely management, he's got a new client in Lee Moriarty. I know that managers don't always dictate your, but he's definitely a heel. Like, so I think if he's going to join Stokely's faction, I think that's inevitably, especially if he's a page is potentially going to be involved. That's definitely. A I'm heel telling faction. you, man, Stokely is go. I really feel like this guy is going to have his teeth ingrained in titles. I think that's going to be something to do with him. So, I mean, that'd be what cool. What that means I, for Lee as his first male wrestler, I don't know. Because this guy took fucking diamond mine. And and hold on. What if they bring back Tyler Rust? We haven't seen him in a couple months. But that was Stokely's first candidate in NXT was uh, T- Tyler Rust. I believe he's going by Taylor Rust in that last match. But... Yeah, I mean, he hasn't been on AEW in a couple months. Last seen with the uh, Young Bucks. And that I'm interested to see where Stokely stuff goes, but like, I just wish we'd be able to see like what a fully like baby face on TV with this little group, even if it wasn't with Seidel. Just like when they were like teasing up him potentially joining up with Jay Lethal, like there was that stuff for a little while. Lee like, Moriarty, Matt Seidel, Jay Lethal, Dante Martin, Leo Rush—that whole little group we had—I would have loved it. Yeah. And like, and we never got to see what that would look like because it went a different direction with all of them. But I just like, I'm, I want to see what like full like, and and obviously whatever they do, I'll be fine with. But I just, you know, I was curious. Like, I, I don't know. Like, we'll see. After the match, we uh, we get a bunch of stuff here in a row. So here we go. Block in. Britt Baker cut a promo about the, her match with Thunderstorm on Wednesday. Cool. Uh, shout outs to Reba. Shout outs to Reba. New ROH World Champion. He's cutting a promo. He said, pretty much, uh, you deserve a chance. He brings out Wheeler Yuta. Wheeler Yuta's kind of hyping it up. Chris Jericho interrupts. He starts ranting about sports entertainment. Yuta shuts Jericho up. Yuta then is setting up a match with Chris Jericho. He's confident he can beat him. And they ended up setting up a stipulation where it's Yuta versus Jericho on Wednesday, and the winner is facing Moxley at Quake in the Lake. So this is kind of just a, a, a number one contenders match in a, in a fancy way. Yeah. Just to add some stakes to a match next week, which anytime you add stakes to a match, I'm instantly more interested. So this was a long promo segment. However, I thought it was pretty good. And I liked Billy Yuta with the live mic. And again, Claudio deserves some celebration, you know? Hell yeah, dude. First title reign. First first world title reign. So 
cool. Good for him. Good for him. Uh, the Acclaims new rap video trash day. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, not the best one they've done. We can't really recap it, uh, to be honest. You just kind of have to watch it. So if you've seen it, you know exactly what we're talking about. It's just setting up a dumpster match between the Acclaimed and Gun Club. I'm always down to get these guys on TV. It should be trash. It will be trash. (laughs) Um, We get some more announcements for next week, which we'll dive into. And then we get the big one, Battle of the Belts 3. ROH World Champion Claudio Castagnoli versus Konosuke Takeshita. Damn. 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 Uh, Anna Jay defeated Ruby Soho in the main event. Anna Jay was named Jericho Sports Entertainer of the Week, and I thought this was pretty solid. Anna Jay kind of showing off her new heel uh, attitudes, and we've seen Anna Jay and Ruby Soho tag much more than probably most humans have. Charlie, there was there was no championship. There was there wasn't a feud like more than like a week ago. Like two women in the main event. This was a legit. Women's exhibition. Who booked this? Who allowed this to happen on an AEW show? Women do not usually get exhibition main events for no reason. And I, I'm joking. I really enjoyed it. I thought the last like 90 seconds were pretty good. A a, a lot before that, the commercial break, Anna Jay just kind of took control, which if you guys watch on some feeds, you don't actually even see the picture in picture. You just get the whole thing because they do do commentary uh, during that. It's kind of cool. Yeah. We had like the last 90 seconds, you really saw Anna Jay kind of lock into her new heel gimmick here. She discarded the wrist brace. She fucking locked it in, gave her some extra, you know, extra heat. And she, uh, Ruby went bug eyed and she tapped out or passed out, my bad. So Anna Jay picking up a first victory. We were wondering where all these Anna Jay victories were going on dark. It, it ended up being a heel turn. Yeah, I was correct. I was incorrect for once. I, every time I had before that said, that, oh, they're building Anna Jay up. They're obviously going to have her lose to somebody. I Feed was her correct. to the next one, and that was not the case. So Anna Jay versus Ruby Soho in the main event of AEW Rampage, and I think it was a success. I I wish they had been able to do more because both of them are capable. Like, not never one time that Ruby Soho has been given a match against somebody that was not a championship match on a pay per view. Because I don't even think the other championship match. I think she's had one other. Maybe she had a TBS title shot or something, and it wasn't that great. Um, but it was fine, like serviceable. But like, she just doesn't get the chance to do what she can do. We all know how good Ruby Soho is. If you guys don't understand how good Ruby Soho is, go look at how great Ruby Riot in her first run at the very first time that she came to NXT. Well, the only time she came to NXT, but when she first came into NXT and had a series of matches with like Oscar and Billy Kay, I think she had a good match with. I want to say like that might be incorrect. Yeah, like, maybe it was Peyton no. Royce. Like yeah. it's like it, it, there was a good run of matches in, and again, the good old triple triple H NXT brother brother brother. But you know, like it was there were some good matches in there. Like and even after that, so it's like put yeah, some respect it, on the name. It worked. Keep your name out your motherfucking mouth. Absolutely, it worked. And <laughs> shout out, shout out Ruby Soho, and shout out Anna J for getting the victory in her new heel gimmick. Um. That being said, I, th- I thought Dynamite was a pretty big show. Rampage, you know, it definitely felt like a B show this week, but it was still pretty solid. Um, let's get into what we got for next week. So we got a lot announced so far. Undisputed Elite returns, cool. Thunderstorm versus Britt Baker and Jamie Hader. I got, I got, I think we're gonna get the upset this time. Uh, by upset, I mean non-champion Victor. I think Jamie hey, Hader yeah. and Britt Baker win. So we get something at Quake in the Lake, maybe or All Out. Maybe they just run Brit fucking verse. Maybe this is a fatal four way at all out. 
Yeah, could be. Maybe Brit. Ooh, okay. Hold on. So I'll pause for a second. Maybe Brit and Jamie don't win, but it's because one of them costs, and that's what sets up the fatal four-way. Cool. I'd be down. Because they would need to be at odds, right? I mean, they don't have to be. It would just be kind of silly if you have two teams going into a, a fatal four-way, you know, like. Yeah. Uh, Chris Jericho versus Wheeler Yuta. Uh, AEW interim world title shot on the line. Let's go Wheeler. Blackpool Combat Club. Hell yeah. Y'all going to get your fucking head kicked in. Dumpster match the acclaimed versus the gun club. Everyone loves the acclaimed. Christian Hell Cage yeah. versus Matt Hardy. This is a fucking fun little match. Yeah. I mean, why in 2022? But also, yeah. whatever. I mean, maybe maybe it'll be a really fun. They've been building up some fun stuff with Matt Hardy on BTE, so maybe this will play yeah, into it. I, I could see that. Orange Cassidy versus Jay Lethal. Whoa. Hello. Hello. What have we here? And Powerhouse uh, Hobbs yeah, is in action. So, loaded up Dynamite already, and we are going to feed somebody to Hobbs. All right. If you had to guess, who is going to be on Dark and also fed to Hobbs this week? If you had to guess out of the random jobbers we get. Oof. I guess I should say next week, so it's still Friday, technically. But All right. If I had to well, pick one person. See, you is it Baron Black? Is that why Baron Black won last week? Dude, it's going to be Baron Black. You're right. Oh no! It's Baron Black. Oh, did I just pick it? Oh yeah. no! I, I can't pick one better than that. Good, good pick. <laughs> Honestly, I would be surprised if it was Cutler though. But yeah, okay. guys, that'll be it for us this week. Um, we shot this live after Rampage. We appreciate you checking it out. If you're checking it out over the weekend, if you're checking it out over the course of next week, whenever you guys check this shit out, we really appreciate it. So uh, that'll be it for us. And Garrett, any uh, closing words you have for the people? Just. I'm just glad to have like good wrestling every week, man. It's it's a good feeling. Grave diggers, keep digging. All right, here we go. RJ City can't grow a mustache.